0: Welcome to the Fire Church Podcast. Today we pray Holy Spirit will speak through this message and into your life right where you are.
1: I'm super blessed to be here. Man alive, you guys are crazy. It's awesome, right? Do you know one of the most wonderful things about being around crazy people? It kind of normalises yourself. It's like, you guys, like I go to some churches and they think I'm like really radical. I'll come here and you'll think I'm lukewarm. Like, Lee, that was an overstatement of an introduction. This kid's lukewarm, like he's just a wild. So I endeavour to just pull on your faith as well, okay? But I am honoured to be here. Jesus is in this place, right? Because if he isn't, we might as well all go home. I'm being serious. Because there's better things to do than being a church without Jesus. There really is. <clears throat> he's here. Thank God he's here. And I am super privileged. Lee, Jess, thank you. Alex, should I say? Alex and, and Jess. <laughs> it's that body double thing going on. <clears throat> and all God's people said amen. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> no. Now let me just compose myself. Alex and Jess. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I honour you both as the leaders of this house, under Dan, under God. I get this, but I appreciate you and I honour you. Thank you for having me. And I do endeavour to put my best foot forward because I do want to come back at five (laughs) o'clock. More importantly, I want to come back again later in the year or next year. Now, how do I get back up here? Here we go. Okay, so I have something that I want to share with you, something that I believe the Lord has given me. And I want you to know that Jesus wants your every step. He wants your every step. He wants your platform. Let me read some scriptures to you. If any of you guys want to follow me on social media, that would be great. Uh, that way I can keep pouring into you from 6,000 miles away. That would be awesome. So, preferably Instagram and Facebook. That's kind of where I put some stuff out. But I want to read some scripture to you. Please leave that up. You don't need to do scriptures because I'm going to be bouncing through a lot of them. Colossians 4, 5, and 6 says this. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. What I find interesting here is that if our conversation is gracious and attractive, it's the right response for everyone. So if you want the right response to everyone, speak words of attraction. I don't mean an attractive gospel, I mean the truth. Speak the truth and do it in love. And when we set the tone like this, I just want to backtrack. My wonderful wife sends her love because I know she may be watching. It's probably four in the morning at home, but she typically does watch and she prays. So if you're watching, Jen, hello. If you're not, why not? <laughs> <clears throat> Plenty of time for rest, right? But, hey, listen here, sl- sl- uh, jet lag's a terrible thing. It's an even worse thing when the clocks go back. I had a beautiful time walking around Frankston at four o'clock this morning. Man alive. I jumped up. I thought, was that the right time? I woke up early. The clocks went back. Guys, listen. Jesus wants to use you mightily. Despite what you may think. He wants to use those with microphones, those with cups of coffee in their hand, those holding babies, those with shovels, those with surgeon's knives, those with hammer drills, digging up the concrete. He wants to use humanity to bring glory to him. So that means you and me. It's a crazy thing, right, that Jesus wants to use you and me. If you ever forget how big and powerful God is. Remind yourself that he uses us. That's it. He used, this is the best he's got. And he's happy with this. This is his body. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. But I just know that there's people in here. Because I have the opportunity to travel extensively. I think I've done like 32 flights this year. Something like that. So I get to travel, a lot. I've been to Mexico, Honduras, Dallas, Austin, Houston, Florida, Miami, Chicago. I've been all around. I was in Africa two weeks ago and now I'm here. And I get to see I get to see the body of Christ all over the world. And it's a beautiful thing to see. It's full of hungry people wanting to please God. And be a servant of him. But so many times, so often, there's things that God needs to kill off in our life. To prune us back in order so we can run more streamlined, more efficiently. Somehow doing less, but achieving more. Rather than doing more and achieving less. Have you ever felt like you're just going round in circles... And sometimes you feel like you're just wading through the mud. Well, let me, tell, let me read the scripture to you. Mark 2, And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skin and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wine. Wine skins. Okay, so let's go back 2,000 years ago. In fact, let's go back 800 years ago. To pour wine into a new skin, the skin was a bladder of an animal. Okay, to get a new skin, they would have to have been a recent death. You don't get a new skin out of a rotten corpse, they had to. Kill something off in order to take out the new skin, in order to receive the new wine. So my prayer today is that God kills something off in each and every one of us. We forget that he's a God who can kill. Thank goodness he killed my cocaine addiction. Thank goodness he killed my alcoholism. Thank goodness he killed the compulsion for me to self-harm. Thank goodness he killed my, my constant efforts to kill myself. I pray today that God kills something off in your life that is holding you back. I pray that you receive... New wine in a new skin. You, new skin. So that we can go and our life makes sense in the light of eternity. This is what we want to do. And I want you to know Jesus wants your platform. Some of you may say, Andrew, I don't have a platform. Yes, you do. Your platform is the square foot in which you're standing. That is your platform. If you can't preach the gospel from there, you have a problem because you're always in it if you can't preach the gospel, if you can't share Jesus from the square foot in which you stand in, we have a problem. Because you're always in it and wherever you go, there you are. I know this because when I was an alcoholic, my brother lives 80 miles away from me and I would get on a train as an alcoholic and I would try and escape my alcoholism. I'd get on the train and I'd... I'd take this hour and 20 minutes to my brother's house and I would think all my problems were where I I lived. And as soon as them doors opened, I looked for the nearest pub. Wherever I go, there I am. And if we can't fix this, and if we can't allow the Lord to kill something off, we will take it everywhere with us Jesus wants your platform and he wants it today he wants to use your mouth he wants to use your body he wants to use your resource everything he has given you he wants back he asks for nothing other than what he's given you except of course when the scriptures say cast your burdens and your anxieties he doesn't give you anxieties he gives you a place to place them let me read some scripture to you. We're going to go from Luke 5, verses 1 to 10, and then we're going to unpack this, okay? And I would title this sermon Jesus Wants Your Platform. For the first four or five years of me publicly platform speaking, I never, ever, ever Titled the sermon I didn't think they were worthy of giving them titles it's all the Lord's word and I said I will never I will never do it three weeks later I titled one be careful <laughs> be careful what you publicly say you won't do not like me going to Afghanistan if anyone's in the school I said I'm not going to Afghanistan I have a friend who goes to Afghanistan all the time and he's like will you come I'm like nope I ain't going to Afghanistan unless the Lord asks me to. I've just actually said that again publicly. I can't help it. It just keeps coming out. Maybe I'm going to Afghanistan. Hey, okay. No. Out. In Jesus' name. I'm just kidding. Okay, so here we go. One day, Luke, sorry, Luke 5. Guys, listen. I won't apologize for the fun that I have in here today, okay? For a long time I tried to kill myself. I've been set free and I'm happy about it. Hey, hey. One day Jesus was standing by the lake. The people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon and asked him to put out a little from the shore. When he sat down he taught the people from the boat when he had finished speaking he said to Simon put out into the deep water and let down your nets for the catch Simon answered master we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything but because you say so I will let down my nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to the partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch they had taken and so were James and John the sons of Zebedee Simon's partners then Jesus said to him Simon don't be afraid from now on you will fish for people so they pulled their boats upon the shore left everything and followed him that's a crazy, crazy passage. Actually, I've done enough reading there for you all to realise I have a funny accent. <laughs> I want you to know that every one of you do too. <laughs> and we two or more in an agreement, right? God's going to move. Okay, can you imagine? Can you imagine... Simon's at the water's edge and he sees Jesus and Jesus is walking towards the edge. There's the two boats. There's a crowd of people behind Jesus. A crowd of them following him, wanting to be taught. He says to Simon, hey, Simon, can I have your boat? Simon goes, okay. He goes, what I want you to do is I need you to push me out from the shore so I can teach my people. Simon Gives Jesus something practical. So Jesus can do something spiritual. Practical and spiritual. Practically we can walk into a room. Spiritually we can change it. Okay. This is a practical body. Yes it's spirit filled. But it's practical right. We move practically. Jesus says to Simon. Give me your boat. Simon gives Jesus the boat. And Jesus teaches the people. Now. Now. What I want you to understand because I know that you read the same bible as me maybe a different translation some ESV NIV ELT passion whatever message but it's the same bible different translation and you know as well as I know that Jesus doesn't need the boat to go on water <laughs> Jesus does not need this boat To go on water. As a matter of fact, Jesus could have defied all logic and all physics, pushed on nothing, elevated himself up and taught the people. As a matter of fact, he could have did a a couple of pirouettes and taught the people. I have where I live in England, the wonderful nation of England, right Peter? Good Englishman there. I feel safe. Where I live, there's a number of parks and fishing lakes. It's beautiful. Now, if I went there Sunday and it was a crowd of people and I decided to start preaching to them from the water's edge, it may have some results. But if I walked out on the lake and started to teach them, believe me, That would get their attention. There's a man walking on a lake. There's one or two things. They're going to shout, weirdo and run. Or they're going to stop and go, oh my days. Who is this? Jesus could have walked on water, but yet he asks for Simon's boat. Simon was a fisherman. His place of work was a boat. His office was a his nine to five was a, his night shift was a boat. Jesus, I believe, is demonstrating something. Hey, give me your place of work. He even says to Simon, cast your nets on the other side. So I'm a fisherman of men and I'm a fisherman of fish. I love fishing. I don't eat fish. I don't like them. I don't like any seafood. You see, the one who reigns in me is the giver of life. Not the taker, so I put all the fish back. I'm just kidding. I just don't like them. Oh, hey, yo, don't let that clap's Way premature. I'm just not that good, I can promise you. I just don't like fish. So I put them back. But I'm a fisherman and I have all of the equipment, you can imagine. I have a huge, big, detached double garage at the side of my house. Huge. And inside it is so much fishing stuff. Like... Honestly, guys, I have like 16 rods. That's just the start. That's as much as I want to publicly say it, in <laughs> case my wife is watching. I have like 16 rods... I have swivel tips. I have barble rods. I have tench rods. I have carp rods. I have three pound test cave rods, two pound test cave, one and a half swivel tips, swing tips, ledger rods, bomb rods. I have all of these margin rods. I have all of these. Not not to even get into the coarse fishing. That's for the carp. Then I have poles: sixteen meter pole, fourteen meter pole, a Tyson Quiver pole, a margin pole. Then you get into the other side of the things. I have. All of that stuff, and then I go fishing, and I take Jen with me, my wonderful wife. She comes with me, and I'm a part of this private lake. Okay, it sounds very grandiose, so it's like $120 a year. Okay, it's, it's not, it's, it's a private lake, but it's inexpensive. And I go, and it's beautiful, and I have all this knowledge. I've been fishing all my life, all my life, and I say this, I'm good. Humility won't permit me to say I'm amazing. (laughs) (sighs) I'm good. But Jen comes with me. And I have all of this knowledge. All of this knowledge of how to catch fish. And all the equipment. Tons of it. Too much of it. Too much of it. And I go to the lake, you see, because you've got to be a nerd when you're a fisherman, okay? So you go to the lake and I crouch down and I put my Polaroid glasses on. And I crouch down at this lake, privately. And I'm looking, and I'm looking for swells and and rolls of carp. And my wife's just like this. Sorry. Like apologising for the nerdiness. And I'm like this. And I'm looking down, you see, because you would think the bubbles were the fish, right? Well, plants breathe out oxygen. Sorry for being really nerdy. So plants blow bubbles. But not just any kind of bubbles. You've got to look at what frequency they come up. Because carp are like pond pigs. They blow big bubbles. and tench smaller bubbles in clusters. But then if you want to catch fish in the middle of the lake, like silvers, roach, perch... Bream, skimmers, they blow a different kind of bubble in a different kind of frequency. Sorry to nerd you out, probably won't get invited back, but hey-ho. It's part of my message. Okay? So I have all of this equipment and all of this knowledge. And my wife just says, Why don't you just fish there? I'm like, sweetheart, it doesn't work like that. You've got to flex. I've got to justify the $10,000 worth of equipment. Because as a matter, this might come as a surprise, sweetheart, but I'm in this for the long haul. Like, I've got to justify the equipment I've got, I've got to justify all the stuff and all this pent up knowledge. And she says, Just fish there. I'm like, Why? She says, Well, where are the fish? I said, In the water. She said, and oh, where did I point? <laughs> I said, the water. She says, just fish there. I said, Jen, I need a bit more than this, sweetheart. Like, these scales need to be balanced. Like, I've got all this knowledge. Give me a bit more, honey. Like, tell me something that I don't know. She says, well, I like the lily pads. <laughs> Even me rod went like that. Boo! <laughs> so I fish. Because I have plenty of rods, I put one where Jen wants and one, one where I want. The rod that Jen points always catches fish. So she's in her mother's now, she's living there. I'm just kidding. And it dawned on me. Every time. Men, I'm so sorry about this. Men, I'm sorry. But every time I do what my wife says, my life just gets easier. (laughs) Only when I'm fishing. The golf is a different story. And the tennis and the hockey and the football. But every time I do what she asks, she says, just fish there. Somewhere, spiritually, I'm thinking, 35 years I've been fishing, yet I've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I'll put a rod there. I have the right platform. I have a private club to go to. Again, I say a private club just to try and paint a picture. It's stunning. It's a gated lake. Like It's beautiful. Well kept. It's stunning. Little robins landing on the end of your rod. It's just gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And I go and Jen says, just fish there. It gets me thinking of Simon, who had the right platform, who had the right experience, who had the right knowledge, the right equipment and the right team, and yet still caught nothing. Nothing. Jesus says to him, cast your net on the other side. I mean, just how wide are them boats? Can we just go like absolute charismania here and say 10 foot? Like, is it from here to here? I would probably say them all more like from here to that mic stand. And Jesus says, don't fish there fish there, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It only makes sense if you have no sense about fishing. You see, it makes no sense if his ways are my ways but it makes perfect sense if my ways are his when he says through my wife (laughs) cast your net there and I do I catch fish every single (laughs) time (laughs) What I've noticed is every time I've done what Jesus has asked me, it's been a winner. Wow. I know some of you in here have worked hard all night. And I don't mean in the literal sense. Maybe you have. Maybe you've just worked on night shift. I mean in the spiritual sense. I mean in, in the work. I mean in plowing the ground. I mean rolling up your sleeves and putting your hands to the plow. I know that you've worked hard All night, and some of you have not seen that catch of fish that you so desperately want. And you look back and you go, We've got the right platform, we've got the right team, we've got the right equipment, we even have the knowledge and we have the experience, and yet. We're still not catching what we want. Jesus says, Simon, cast your nets on the other side. Because you said so. First of all, he tells him the problem. Hey, I've worked hard all night. And having caught anything, Jesus says, you can imagine, him go, okay. Just cast your nets on the other side. There's a passage in the Bible that Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. This casting the net is a lot more than just catching fish. It's a declaration of love. A declaration of trust. A declaration of faith. That you are who you say you are. And when I do what you ask, something's going to happen. Despite me digging a groove. And despite me digging a hole for 25 years doing it the same way. I'm going to forget this for a moment and do that. Because you have instructed me. Guys... I want you to know, I want you to know, well, in the UK, me and my wife, we're we're members of what's called a national trust. Basically, it's all these ancient houses. Have any of you ever heard of like Downton Abbey? So like them houses, you can go into those houses and it's like 80 pounds a year each and you can go in all of these estates and stuff. And what I've noticed, these big grand houses, they have huge doors, but the doors, these massive doors swing open on little hinges. I think that some of the biggest openings in the kingdom of heaven, some of the biggest openings in revival are ready to swing open on little changes in our life. Slight adjustments, not there, here. Don't keep doing this, do this. I believe that the biggest harvest of souls could be swung on the other side of the boat on the size of a hinge this big by simply saying, because you said so, I will do it. I truly, truly believe that the big opportunities swing open on little hinges of trust. Little hinges of faith. Little hinges of obedience. Not everything has to be massive. Not everything has to be spectacular. But everything with obedience will be supernatural. Again, the parks by my house, we have a number of them. Every November the 5th, we have what we call bonfire night. Every year we celebrate a terrorist trying to blow up our parliament. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite crazy, right, Guy Fawkes? Every year, is like, woohoo! Oh, He failed, unlucky, well, hey-ho. And we have this park right next to my house. And the council, the government, they pay to put on these public firework displays. Jess, I promise you, it's one of the most spectacular things you will see. Not where you have the music, and it's like there's an emotion behind it, and it just captivates you, and there's the choreograph of the fireworks. Boom, boom, and you feel it in the music. It's spectacular. Do you know the next day? It's a mess. It's a mess. It's just filthy. Not everything that's spectacular is good, but everything that is supernatural is from the kingdom of God. Let's not go for the spectacular. Let's go for the supernatural so then that way we expect God to interject miracles in the mundane parts of our life. So we don't need a flashing light in order to see the light. We can go into the darkness and watch him illuminate. Jesus said, cast your net on the other side, Simon caught so many fish that he signaled to the partners' partners in the other boats to come and help him. It is clear in Scripture that obedience will bring forth net breaking boat-sinking blessings. And I just declare and prophesy over all the fire churches right now that you will go into a season of net breaking boat-sinking blessings. That you will just hear the word of the Lord. You will hear the word of the Lord and despite whether it makes sense or not. Not here. Here. It makes no sense but do it. Just do it. Jesus gave Simon an opportunity to, de- to demonstrate faith. The very substance that pleases the Father. I want to share a testimony with you, and I'm going to finish with this. I'm going to tie this story up and I'm going to share a testimony with you. A number of years ago, I was speaking at a conference in Liverpool. I think Ben Fitz was with us, and Chris Overstreet. I think it was that year and uh, conference finished where's people to go out for meals with as evangelists you never eat them hot <laughs> they're always cold by the times you get to them they be just talk, talk, talk <laughs> and I was in this curry house Indian restaurant well, it was Middle Eastern and uh, the waiters were there and I knew they were they were Muslim, um, the, the staff. And we were all sitting around the table and I heard the Lord say, go into the kitchen. I was like, you, you're kidding me. It's like, no, you go like, bub, 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 bub. like, That clearly wasn't your voice. My chicken gel phrase, He's on the way. How inconvenient are you? So I'm sitting here go into the kitchen and just about to stand up the papadoms came. I kid you not I kid you not I'm like like my god's a god of order and clearly he wouldn't want me to miss out breaking papadoms with the, onto the lord you know so we go through all them and I'm like well I'll go now I'll go I'll I'll go after this and I'm just turning around and he's like naan breads came over like the sides of like the millennium falcon like they came over like this and the naan breads and the curry and I'm like well what I'll do is the last thing I want to eat at 12 o'clock at night is a cold curry so I'll just eat this amen I'll just eat this then I'll go in and I hear go now so I stand up so it's a big long restaurant and in like 17 paces I'm now trespassing I'm behind the counter. And I'm like, here we go. And I'm walking down this corridor and I walk past this big open fridge, like, like a walk-in fridge. And I'm going down, I can hear pots and pans getting clung around and, you know, bang, bang, bang. And I can, hear, I, can, oh, I can hear it all getting cooked and things getting chopped and quite a busy place. And I walk into the kitchen and there's two staff members. One has his hands in the sink and the other one is working a marvel with all these pans and flipping them and doing all of this stuff and I walked in and they caught me out the corner of his eye and the man turned round like this out the sink and he had a knife this big like this with soap coming off it now I don't want to dramatise the story he didn't pick up the knife to threaten me it just so happened to be that's what he was washing I mean he could have turned round with a balloon whisk like it just so happens to be a knife, okay? So I don't want to build this up. So we stood there like this with this knife, like this. And I'm stood there like this. Because the Lord just said, go. He didn't tell me what to say. So I'm just there now like that. I'm probably like the fifth Christian that's gone in there but just clammed up. Like this. And then the other guy turns around, he's got the pans and he starts switching the oven off because he doesn't want these curries to boil away. And I said, you both need to give your life to Jesus now. Amen. And they both went, we know. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> like, wow. we know they came out of the restaurant, got on the knees in front of all the Muslim friends and denounced their faith and gave their life to Jesus. Isn't that absolutely amazing? What I found a tough pill to swallow is I led them to Jesus. They re- received eternal life and they still give me the bill. I've got a funny joke. Funny story, not a joke. I do a lot of travelling. I, I, I suffer with my back occasionally because I'm sitting in a lot of seats. Spend many hours, 13 hours, 15 hours, 17 hours on flights. Then get off and get on another one for another 10, just back to back constantly. And my friend suffers with his back too. And uh, went to see a chiropractor. Chiropractor. And the chiropractor that we go to see suffers with his back. Not really a good resume, is it? So, the chiropractor does what he does to my friend, and my friend's still in pain. My friend prays for the chiropractor. He gets healed and he charges my friend for the service. He's like, why don't you just start praying for people? It's a lot easier. Why am I saying this? Because we've got to take Jesus into every area of our life. So let me finish with this because I'm conscious of time and I do want our time. Let me say this. Ask Jesus to break in to your routine. Your routine. Your nine to five. Your night shift. Your stay at home. Your retirement. Your unemployment. Your, the commute. The school run. Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer, three in the afternoon, the ninth hour. And they see a lame man who couldn't walk and the man asked for silver and gold. Peter and John, they gave him Jesus. How many of us are looking for God to move on the way to church? On the way to church. Or is our routine so ordered that we leave at 9.15 every Sunday and if we're three minutes late, we're kind of a little bit late for church and we're all a little bit flustered. Do any of us actually give God time to actually interrupt us Give them your platform. Your greatest blessing and your greatest harvest may not be here. I don't mean fire church. I mean in the specific spot. Stay here. I'm not telling you to move. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it could just be here. It could be you getting to work 15 minutes earlier. It could be you telling someone when you buy your coffee that Jesus loves them. Jesus said, cast your net on the other side. You may have the right team, the right experience, the right knowledge, the right platform. Do you know what beats it all? Obedience. Jesus said, cast your net on the other side. My question is, if Simon had not have done it, would he have caught such a large number of fish? Do you know what blows my mind? says they pull them to the shore. They they drop their nets and leave everything. Simon, a fisherman, has just caught the most fish he's ever caught and is still enamored with the blesser, not the blessing. His eyes are fixed on the blesser, not the blessing. Do we have the band here? Are the bands still here? Can they come up? Literally, we're going to wrap this up. Because what I want to do is I want to give you an opportunity to cast your net on the other side. And that is you, you, cast yourself on the other side into the obedience of the instruction of the Lord. Can I ask a question? Do any of you want to see the Lord move more through your life? Most of you, okay. Awesome. I think if you actually look back at the last six months of your life, your routine is starting to carve carve out your destiny. Your routine. One of the most best ways of looking forward, believe it or not, is to look back. We don't live in our past, but that's where we learn, right? Because everything we learn from is from a lesson or from directly from the Lord and a lesson's probably already been lived. Look back and if your life is not matching how you know it ought to be, allow the scriptures to audit you and challenge you. This is what I want you to do. If you are ready to say, Jesus, I give you the square foot in which I stand in. Jesus today I cast my net on the other side. Jesus today I will put to side my platform, my experience, my knowledge, my team. And I say I will do as you ask. Today Jesus I surrender my will to your will. I surrender my platform for your instruction. I surrender my experience for your wisdom. If that's you, I want you to stand up. Amen. We've got a fiery church, Alex and Jess. You've got a fiery church. This is what I want you to do. Because we're not going to... God can move in a second, which is awesome, right? Because we have four and a half minutes. Awesome, right? Do you remember... Jesus saying to Simon, can I have your boat? Jesus asked for something practical, right? So he could do something spiritual. This is what I want you to do, okay? And I always say this. Just want to throw a disclaimer. God moves at the back of the building as well as at the front, okay? He's no more powerful here than he is In that room there he's no more powerful behind them keys than he is behind this mic he's no more powerful behind them drums as he is behind this yeah but I want you to do something practically Simon give Jesus a physical boat why don't you now declare make a declaration and bring your physical vessel Do something practical and bring your physical vessel forward. Like Jesus, here I am. Do something physical, practical, so he can do something spiritual. And I ask you to come forward, not so it looks good on the live stream, not so it looks good with the media, so it resonates in you that you say, yes, I'm about to do something physically, practically, so the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords can do something spiritually. So, if you want to bring that boat yourself forward and let Jesus take control, why don't you do that? And if you're going to come forward, come right forward. And I'm going to pray over all of you corporately. thank you Jesus Jesus we give you these physical bodies so that your Holy Spirit can instruct us hey guys I just want to say this because not everyone's going to be able to reach the front it doesn't matter if you get to the front your heart made the decision. He wants that. He's not counting the steps to here. Just only enough certain amounts of people could get here. You're lacking nothing at the back, okay? He sees you. You made a heart decision. Yeah. To say, I give you this physical body, yeah. this boat, so that I can push you out, not reject. Push you out out into the workplace give you my office give you my unemployment give you my school commute so that you can reach your people i want you to lift up your voice and i want you to declare and i want you to ask say jesus use me jesus use me say jesus here i am am. Today, Lord, I will cast my net on the other side, even if it makes no sense. I will put down my platform and my experience and my knowledge in order to be obedient to you. And I will be not focused on the blessing put on the blessing in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Let's give it up for Jesus. Come Come on, on, guys. He's amazing. Great are you Lord? This is what is. We're gonna sing just a bit of this. You guys make your way to the seat, your seats. And we're just gonna sing a bit of this and you're gonna declare it. Great are you Lord. Great are you Lord. In Jesus' name. your way back to your seats guys we're gonna do something very special now make your way back Great. Great. can't save you your boss cannot save you your wife your husband your pastor the preacher the teacher the apostle cannot save you only Jesus can save you and have I've flown from Manchester to London London to Changi Changi to Melbourne to tell you this this is what I want you to know only Jesus can save you Can I ask a question to the believers in here? Have you been saved by anyone else? Jesus. So what I want to do, I want to use these last couple of moments to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. If you're in here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? Now I don't want you to get confused. I'm not asking you do you know his name? I'm asking you do you know him as your Lord and Saviour? Have you given your life to him? Have you asked him for forgiveness and to be saved by him? If you haven't some great news for you you can do this right now right now in the presence of the Lord in view of our family you can do that right now so let me ask you do you want to give your life to Jesus today do you want to give your Your life to Jesus today he's the only way in which we go to the father where's the father in heaven he's the only way to heaven and he's the only one who pays the price for all of our sin if you need a new life not just a new start a new life today and you want to give your life to Jesus can I ask you to do the most courageous thing you will ever do in your life I want you to come here right now come down here and give your life to Jesus it's going to take courage it's going to take heart and determination but if you want to give your life to Jesus do it now do it now let's not wait come forwards that means everyone's saved but I'm extremely concerned that if somebody here isn't saved they haven't come forward do you know the person you're next to do you know if they're saved do you know if they're not saved? if they're not can I ask you to do something
0: Jesus,
1: we have a courageous one Any more courageous ones in the house any more courageous ones in the house isn't Jesus amazing I can see the body of Christ with, with, with an anxiety a healthy one like please where are you come forward because we know how real he is right we know how good he is I can see you I can see it on your faces like please go for is there anyone else in here who is not saved and wants to give their life to Jesus we're gonna pray for you my sister okay the sister here is going to recommit her life back to the woman. Come on, bro. In for a penny, in for a pound, we might as well go 10 minutes over, right? Come on, come on. Jesus, Jesus. I feel like there's a contention. Like, do we move on or do we wait? We're waiting for you. I interrupt the holy moment, but this lady, her name is Heather. She has partial deafness, and today during worship, God opened her ears. Yeah. Jesus, yeah.
2: Jesus! Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the condition. Sorry. Tell us a little bit about the condition. Um. I've had a mid-range hearing loss for a lot of years and sorry, come over. Geez, you had to choose this today, Lord, didn't you? Um, it's in actually in the family, a hearing loss um, and it's quite disruptive on your life. It affects when you're in an environment of a lot of people and you struggle socially. Um, the Lord called me to come here and I've been as my dear friend here said, I've been obedient. Um, and I came today and I just poured my heart out to Him. And during the last song, I was on my knees just in absolute awe of a God who loves me no matter what I've done. does it matter what my past is. He just loves me unconditionally. So I just poured my heart out. My tears just flowed of a God that I fear and a loving fear. And as I got up and blew my nose, all my ears just popped completely. Jesus! It was all in here. It was all internally. But I think it's spiritually as well. I think he opened up my spiritual ears more. And I have a heart. has grown today. Praise God. You're not awesome. worshipping a dead God. He's alive. Awesome. Woo. Woo.
1: <laughs> okay, so my sisters, you sensing the Lord here that there's a gentleman in here. Whose heart's just pounding and he knows he ought to come forward. I agree. I want everyone to ask the person next to him, is it you? And if it is. Is this him? Here he is. Yes! Jesus! Your husband. They just keep coming He's too good, He's too good He's just, Amen He's just too good So have any of you thought I was struggling to move on a moment ago? Guys, I want you to stretch out your hands. There we go. Jesus! have another one come on on. Jesus Jesus yes let's stretch out our hands I want everyone to pray this prayer everyone okay everyone Say, Father God. God. Wow. Hey. Can we say that again? Say, Father God. God. (laughs) Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank Jesus. Thank Thank you that he died on a cross for me, and he paid for my sin. Today, I give my life to you, Jesus. Jesus. Wash me clean with your blood. blood. Today, I ask that you save me. me. Show me Show me how to live for you. Today, I step out of darkness into light today I step out of lies into truth truth. today I step out of chaos into peace so save me Jesus Jesus. I'm a disciple of yours now. now and I will follow you all the days of my life And I am going to come to the house of the Lord and worship you with my family in Jesus' mighty name. Let's give it up for Jesus. Yes! Jesus! Jesus! Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about Fire Church, head to our website firechurch.com.au and don't forget to connect with us on social media on Instagram fire.church, Facebook firechurch and YouTube firechurch tv. Have a blessed week.